In today's Mishnah, we're the ninth and final Mishnah, the fifth parakamasech to Eruvin. And in yesterday's Mishnah, we saw that the paper between Rabbi Kiva and Chachamim regarding the residents of one city that placed the Eruv Tchum in a neighboring city nearby. And according to Chachamim, they maintained that they can consider themselves like residents of that neighboring city, such that the entire city is considered like Dalad Amod, meaning that we only begin to calculate the Tchum, the distance that he's allowed to walk from the edge of the city. Whereas Rabbi Kiva disagrees, Rabbi Kiva says the Tchum is actually calculated from the location you place the Eruv Tchum. So the mission begins. Do not agree with me that if someone places the Eruv Tchum in a Ma'ara, in a big cave, that in that situation, you certainly agree with me that we calculate the Tchum from the location that the Eruv is placed. In other words, we don't simply consider this entire cave like Dalai Damod and only calculate the Tchum from the outside or the edges of the cave. Rather, we calculate from the location of the Tchum. The Eruv Tchum, I should say. So Amru Lo, the Rechachim responded, Yes, we do agree with you. But when is that? That is only when the cave is not really fit for dwelling. For example, the walls have crumbled down and people are too nervous to actually sleep in there. However, if it is fit for dwelling in, then Malechet Kulon want to be able to walk the entire distance of that cave. It could be a very large one. And then Chutzalah, then they'd be able to walk beyond that another 2,000 Amot. Meaning, once again, we consider the entire cave, no matter how big it is, like Dalet Amot. So we find, therefore, Nimtza Kal Tocho Me'al Gaba. We find that there's significant leniency afforded if you place your Eruv inside such a cave compared to if you placed it above it. Why? Because if it's placed inside the cave, you could walk the entire distance of the cave plus outside 2,000 Amot, whereas if it's placed on top of it, the 2,000 Amot are calculated from the place where you placed your Eruv Let's continue. However, Chachamim do agree that if we're calculating the Tchum from an Eruv that was placed a distance from that cave, we say, we calculate the 2,000 Amot, that even if the limit falls right in the middle of the cave, then Chachamim would agree in that situation, one would only be able to walk up until that point in the middle of the cave, but no further. Now let's learn Mishnah above. This mission begins. So this mission begins by explaining that if someone shares a chatzer, they have a house of their own, and the only other resident in the chatzer is a nochri, meaning a non-Jew, or it's someone who could even be a Jew that simply doesn't agree with the concept of a ruvin. Misha says in that situation that it would be asuf to carry in the chatzer. The only solution would be to what's called tesocher, meaning to rent the rights within the Chatzor from this other resident, Nochri. You couldn't do an Eruv Tchum with the Nochri. You'd have to simply rent from them. That's opinion of Meir. So it sounds like, at least at this stage, that whether that any shared Chatzor, even if it includes a Nochri, it would be asked to carry inside it. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer says, no lam eno asur. According to Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, he said, if there's just two houses, one of which is a Israel and the other one's a Nochri, then one would be able to carry in the Chatzor. The only time we'd be asked is the only time we'd be asked is there was another occupant there which was also an Israel. Why is that? In other words, what's this debate based on? Rabbi Yezim maintains that dirat nochri enshmadira, meaning that we don't consider for the sake of this gzera of eruv chatzerod to disregard the dwelling of a nochri. In other words, it's only if there are multiple Israelim that share this chatzer you need actually an eruv chatzerod. So why is it that when it comes to a nochri, it's going to be osir alav, and we need to actually then rent from him, if normally we could disregard it. 
That is because Chachamim were concerned that simply dwelling in close proximity to a nochri, sharing an intimate location, sharing a chatzar, the concern was that it will start learning from their ways and there will be negative influences. Consequently, they wanted to place a deterrent there. And that was that you wouldn't be able to carry the chatzar unless you rented from them. And in the times of the Mishnah, it would be quite unlikely to eventuate. They wouldn't necessarily agree to it, and that would be quite a deterrent to live in such close quarters. In the case, however, of a one-on-one, Chachamim, according to Rebbe Liezer ben Yaakov, he understands that Chachamim did not make exer in that situation. Why? Because it was quite unlikely in those times for an Israel and Nochri, meaning one Israel and one Nochri, to share a chatzah together. And that was because it was quite dangerous to do so. Therefore, the Xera did not apply in that case. However, according to Rebbe Meir, he says, since, however, there were situations where an Israel might actually still dwell in a chatzah, with a nochri, meaning in a private manner, just one and one, meaning one house on my house, I should say, then according to Rabbi Meir, the gzera applied in that case as well. In other words, even if there's just an Israel house and a nochri house, according to Rabbi Meir, it would be asur to carry in that chatzera unless you did sirot, unless you rented the rights to the chatzera from the nochri. Those are Mishnah today.